0: You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. All right, folks.
1: Welcome back to Real Presence. Wow. Welcome back to the radio show. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I am speaking. Real Presence. Real (laughs) Presence. (laughs) why. <laughs> I'm speaking very broken English this And this morning. is the last
2: time Aberdeen will be hosting.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh. I am just... Wow. <laughs> anyway, we're back on Real Presence Live. There, I got through it. Got I it. I did it. I did it. Good work, Chris. Clean. Thank you. Uh, Aberdeen, South Dakota. Chris Euler. And Dominic King. And we are joined with a... I'd like to call this an audible. We'll call this a Peyton This, is a, great, <laughs> this is a great audible, <laughs> yeah. A great audible. Omaha! <laughs> <laughs> Omaha! <laughs> Omaha! Omaha! Do that thing with my hand. going <laughs> to introduce me or not, man? No. We're going to let us the mystery guess. <laughs> figure it out. No, we are here with an audible here. Uh, had some phone issues up in Fargo, uh, but that's okay. I, I mean, that's what happens when you're, you know, it's still like ye old phone lines and it's all clicking, you know, and you know, they have to like... Mm-hmm. You know, I know how North Dakota works. I used to live there. I really progressed mm-hmm. by moving south. You know, <laughs> cell phones work here. Let's not insult <laughs> half the listeners yeah.
2: in today's episode. They all <laughs> tuned out. yeah.
1: I know. They're my people, so yeah. I feel it's like, you know... We love you North Dakota. We, I do. I love you North North... Should I say We all you lived know. in North Dakota at one yeah, point. Yeah, we did. Yeah, I know we true. Did.
2: And now we're all South Dakotans. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: But... Oh, the mystery, it's a better guess. state. We have to say the mystery okay. guest. <laughs> it's Thomas
2: Escrow, everybody. Hey, great to join you guys. Thanks yeah. for having me on. Glad to step in yes. and be the audible guy. <laughs> so I'm like the third stringer coming off the bench. So when you get the third string quarterback in on a football <laughs> game, you know, you know you're know, you just going to run the ball. Just hike it, hand it off. So everybody just take your expectations, bump it down oh a couple gosh. notches. And uh,
3: yeah.
1: There we great go. To be with We're going to run out the clock. No, <laughs> You're like a Fitzpatrick, you know, coming in with a big old. Is that his name? Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, with a big beard. Oh, and I wish and, I had a beard like except, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Except he, man. he only beats the Patriots. Hey. Only beats the Patriots. That's a great, which, good thing. As a Chiefs fan, a couple years ago, paid off, paved mm-hmm. our way to home field advantage. This is just Super blending into sports That's talk true. radio. It, Can it we is yeah. just talk yeah. sports
2: <laughs> for the next 20 minutes. There we go.
1: All right. Manta. ESPN, give me a contract. Just kidding. Don't want to work for you yep. guys. But anyway, we are here. Uh, uh, excited to talk with Thomas Escro. So uh, we're all parishioners at Sacred Heart Parish here in Aberdeen. Uh, phenomenal place. A lot of life. A lot of growth. Beautiful things happening. Uh, and uh, as we're engaging the culture, engaging as we talked with Rory and Susan about family life, mm. uh, to the need to engage. Our families in a new way, right? Like we have such an emphasis on like right youth ministry and uh you know, engaging kids wherever they're at. But what's the what's the basis in building back a society? The family. So mm-hmm. uh a shift in thinking at our culture or mm-hmm. at our culture. In
2: our parish. At our parish.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> I am. Yeah, but if it sh- oh. we'll get sh- through it. Sh- Dominic. Sorry. A hand off. Um, oh my so God. this is where I sing a dirge. We agree to this. That I was no, I'm kidding. So, Thomas, let's talk about, okay, oh what's God. your role
3: at Sacred Heart? What What do you sure. do there?
2: Yeah, so I'm the Director of Evangelization and Discipleship at Sacred Heart. And uh, according to my job description, it means that includes the, uh, the formation or aiding the pastor in the, the formation, evangelization, discipleship of parishioners ages 3 to 80. So I tell people, if you're a tiny baby, I don't worry about you. You know, we just mm-hmm. got to get you baptized, and then we're good. Mm-hmm. And if you're over 80, um, you know. Tough. T- tough nuggies. <laughs> you're done. No, that's not true. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I get to assist the pastor in all kinds of fun stuff from... Uh, you know, children's formation and families to youth ministry to young adult ministry to adult formation uh, with a strong emphasis uh, placed on the evangelization of persons, right? In introducing people to this relationship with Jesus Christ, uh, the source and the summit of our faith in the sacraments, the Eucharist, in the liturgical life, uh, cultivating personal prayer life and being sent out on mission uh, to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ to this world that so desperately needs it. So, I've been in Aberdeen now for four years of uh, just amazing growth and time for me and my family, and we're happy to be here.
1: Awesome. So, hmm. so uh, with your role, like there's been a lot of changes that have happened in the parish. You know, with with your help and your leadership, uh, can you kind of talk your way through some of the way you've uh, th- seen things shift and move and grow uh, into where we're at now?
2: Yeah. Uh, shoot, what a big question. Is,
1: that is a big question.
2: <laughs> you know, a lot of it goes back in my mind towards um, the mentality of the new evangelization. I think that we're we're trying to take root in all of our parish ministry, and it a little bit goes back to a book that Bishop DeGroote, our bishop, mm-hmm. distributed to all the parishes and all the schools uh, a year, two years ago now called uh, From Christendom to Apostolic Mission. And I'm sure many of our listeners have heard of this book and just the shifting the mentality of Christendom was a time when most of the culture to all of the culture was operating out of a certain attitude or set of assumptions based in Christianity about who the human person is and how we're going to form our kids and how we're going to live our lives uh, in response to the God who's revealed himself. Now, uh, and there are certain operating modes that the church takes within that Christendom culture, but then you also have as a, uh, other than Christendom, you have an apostolic Time period when most of the culture isn't um operating out of those same sets of assumptions that come out of the christian faith okay so basically what this comes to is that um you know in order for someone to grow up and um to be like a practicing member of the church they need to have a profound life-changing experience and encounter with the god who saves them mm. right in a way that makes that faith personal to them. Maybe in a Christendom mode, um, they could go through their whole life without that encounter, and the culture would just sort of carry them, and they would maintain their uh, activity and, and worship on Sundays, and maybe their morality and stuff. The culture would support them, even if they didn't have that life-changing encounter personally. This is not the case anymore in 21st century America, even in the Midwest in our Real Presence Radio Listening Network, Right? Uh, And I'm kind of rambling on here. So it's a shift of mentality of what is the parish need to do uh, within apostolic mission to help people have that encounter with Christ through his church and his sacraments um, so that faith can become deeply, deeply personal and embedded. And how can we do that for three-year-olds? And how can we do that for 80-year-olds
1: and everything in between? Mm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we've seen like a shift too with, uh, the way we engage youth, you know, we for years at the parish, uh, we've been doing discipleship groups, mm-hmm. right? You know, different than youth ministry. It's that more peer-to-peer uh, relationship that is fostering a friendship that leads you to Christ, right? Been a great gift. Um, you know, and so now we see uh, uh, a shift, too, now to family. So can mm-hmm. you talk about that? Uh, shift to like a family formation model uh, that we're looking at with our parish.
2: Yeah, sure. So um, one of the things that's extremely apparent in every church document that you read, whether it be the the new directory for catechesis, mm. for something like uh, Familiaris Consortio, a uh, document from John Paul II, or any other church document that's talking about formation and catechesis, is it continually and uh, emphatically proclaims the primary role of parents in Uh, passing on the faith to their children, okay, as the primary educators and formators of their children in the ways of faith. Um, And this is backed up largely by a lot of really interesting religious anthropology and and sociology studies, particularly in this last year, there was kind of a book that came out by uh, sociologist Christian Smith. Ah, They kind of made the rounds in the Catholic world. (laughs) I'm sure their RPR probably had someone on, or maybe even Christian Smith himself on, to talk about the book (laughs) and the article, but... uh, Basically, it, in this, and you can find, there's a great little synopsis of the, the book in uh, First Things, an online publication, mm-hmm. um, but Christian Smith talks about how in studying and surveying uh, young adults and adults throughout the country, and he's just talking about America in this book, um, he's found that far and away the greatest indicator of whether someone maintains their Catholic identity in their adulthood is their parents. Mm-hmm. And what their parents, uh, how their parents hand on the faith and practice the faith themselves, okay. And he even goes on and and really lays out, you know, uh, the practice of the parents as a big thing. Having open and honest conversations outside of maybe your weekly Sunday mass obligation. So in your home, uh, is the name of Jesus spoken out loud, and it's not weird, right? Mm -hmm. Do you pray together as a family? Do you talk about the faith with your? With your kids. Another thing he talks about is parenting style, which is a really interesting conversation. But essentially, he says, if we have high expectations for our kids uh, and set the bar high, uh, but also have high high support for them, uh, that's the most ideal parenting style. As opposed to high expectations but no support yeah. or low expectations and high support. It's that um, high expectations and high sport. And then he also talks about uh, this idea of channeling, of, you know, just because the parents are the primary formators doesn't mean that things like youth groups or discipleship groups or conferences or uh, vacation Bible school or religion class, all those things are important for uh, placing our our kids and our youth uh, within a culture that's going in the same direction. So they call that channeling for interiorization or channeling to support what's going on at home. But parents being the primary and the first educators of their children in the ways of faith.
1: Absolutely. You know, to be able to take things from like the theoretical to the interior life mm-hmm. is huge, right? That's really insightful. Mm-hmm. I like that yeah. stuff. Yeah, it's you you can see like having my parents on that's something that it's it, I'm it's great to hear it actually being discussed and not just coming because it kind of came naturally that you know from them but now this is a something that we're focusing on like how yeah how can we support parents how can we further you know educate them and uh so yeah it's a well your mm -hmm. family of course is the exception i think
0: yeah like mm -hmm.
1: like, in all seriousness Mm -hmm. like (laughs) to the the wider culture like Mm -hmm. you know the three of us in this room are products of good catholic families Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Exceptions, yeah, oh yeah, and so mm-hmm. to engage the family yeah. Yeah. in a new way,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and going back to what you said earlier too, it's about witnessing just as much as it is about teaching. Mm. Like I don't think my parents handed on the faith in a textbook sort of way to me, right? But as a kid, I remember, and even through high school, every day I woke up and I walked to the bathroom, and my parents were sitting there reading their Magnificat.
3: Ah. Mm-hmm. You
2: know, every day, it was that witness of we take time out of our day to be in silence and talk to God. Mm -hmm. Such a profound and and powerful impact on me in my young adult and in my formative years to Mm -hmm. know this is important. Mm -hmm. To be a Christian in the world means you take time to listen to and talk to God.
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, with that, we're going to throw to a break, but we'll be right back talking more about uh, the family formation uh, opportunities at Sacred Heart and just a wider hole to maybe give you some ideas of how to form your family. Stay tuned.
0: This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.
3: Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, the Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio, with today's Plan Giving Minute. And charitable giving in a way that benefits you, your family, and our mission. There are several ways you can make these planned gifts and enjoy tax and income benefits. For more information, please visit our planned giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701 290 4503. Let's get started.
0: or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join in the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome
1: back to Real Presence Live, folks. We are broadcasting from Aberdeen, Ron Kelly High School. I'm Chris Euler. And I'm Dominic King, and we are joined with Thomas Escrow. Hello, hello. hello. Of Sacred Heart Catholic Church, Director of Evangelization and Discipleship here, uh, talking about uh, before the break. You were talking about you know, some of the theoreticals and the the ideas behind why family formation and diving into and, and, and investing in families is important. So, let's dive into the how. Sure. So, like. Mm-hmm we've got all these great things that we know we ought to do. And how do we do that? So what are some practical things that the church is doing to help that?
2: Yeah. So we're right in the middle of planning for and executing a modal shift in how we accomplish religious education or faith formation for our families. So by modal shift, I mean, not just a shift in the curriculum, not just in what's being taught, but a shift in how we approach it in taking a a parent and family centered approach. So you think about maybe the way you were formed or going to religious ed classes as a kid, and probably not that different from the way it is today mm. of, um, you know, maybe on Wednesday nights you get dropped off at the church and some, um, uh, hearted and, and good person who's volunteering their time from the parish is trying to take any number of kids and, and go through some kind of book with them to pass on the faith in that way. And then once your hour, hour and a half is up, the kid goes home to his life. And so it's it's almost completely separated from the parents and their practice of the faith. And it really leads to, um, you know, we call it the drop-off culture. Just, yeah. uh, and, you know, I calls it as I sees it in a large number of families, and Sacred Heart is not unique in this. Uh, who aren't going to Mass on Sunday, who maybe don't have any sort of practice of the faith. Uh, but no, at some level, you know, so, so grace is operating in their hearts. The Holy Spirit is moving them to say, okay, well, at least we're going to get them to Wednesday night. We're not yeah. going to bring them on Sundays, but we're going to bring them Wednesday night so that, you know, Grandma Susie can pass on to faith using a, a book. Uh, and hopefully that's good enough, right? And uh, according to the theory and everything from Christian Smith that we talked about before, it's not. Yeah. It's not. You know, when we try to replace parents in the passing on of the faith, it's going to fail. And we're, we're witnessing this broadly in the church in America, in millennial generation and younger Gen Z generation of uh, just the massive exodus from the church, from people um, that we've raised in this way. Okay. So um, so that's depressing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, so the, the modal shift is, okay, we need to put parents first. And part of the problem is so many parents we raised in this way of okay. the last time that they had a structured catechesis was maybe like their confirmation age or sixth grade or 10th grade or whatever it is. Obviously, not the listeners of Real Presence Radio. They're getting catechesis every day, Yeah, of especially from uh, Dominic's dirges and Chris's. Anyway, moving I on. I love my Go.
1: lack of speech. You are <laughs> welcome, everyone. My inability to speak.
2: <laughs> okay, so family formation takes a different approach in this way. Instead of dropping off your kids once a week, every week, for an hour class, let's get together once a month, all the families and parents together, okay? And in that once-a-month meeting, that parish formation night, we're going to pour into the parents and help them come up with a plan with clear and easy-to-use and faithful and beautiful uh, lessons that they can then take their kids through on the other weeks of the month in between uh, the parish formation nights, okay? Okay. And, uh, then after that one meeting a month, they're going to go home at a time that's fit for their schedule and works for their family. Maybe it's Wednesday nights, maybe it's Sunday afternoons, maybe it's Mondays, you know, schedules are so crazy busy, uh, these days that it's really trying to take a tailored approach but placing the parents in that role of evangelist and formator of their children so that the children can see, oh, this is important to dad. Yeah. Dad's talking to me about God, and we're going through this this activity or this book or whatever it is together, this Bible story together, and dad's the one who's teaching me. Mom's the one who's teaching me. Okay, And then we're going to get back together again next month and first look back and say, how did last month go? And mom and dad might be like, it went awful. <laughs> like we got crazy busy and we didn't do it. Okay. Uh, mercy, God is merciful and uh, we can only go forwards, right? So how can we make a plan? How can we shift things up so that, you know, those things happen in this next month? Uh, so in that way, faith formation goes from being this drop-off culture to being a, fam- a big family made up of small families that are all trying to communicate the faith to their kids, and we're doing it together. Mm. Okay, so that's uh, that's family formation in a nutshell. Uh, there's it's not new. Okay, it's been around probably for about thirty years now. Uh, really, the pioneering parish in all of this is Saint Paul's in Ham Lake, Minnesota. Um, right on the fringe of the Real Presence Radio Network. Maybe we'll get into there yeah. eventually, right? Uh, but developed this, uh, you know, maybe thirty years ago, and it's been going strong since. And since then, you know, different publishers and people have gotten a hold of the curriculums, you know, that are um, or have developed curriculums that fit this model. So we're using one out of Sophia Press called The Family of Faith. I really love it because it takes a four-year cycle. Uh, and that are based on the four pillars of the catechism. Ooh. So, the first year, we're going to take all year and just go through the creed. Mm. Okay? I believe in God.
1: That's one month. Actually, there's a lot to that one. Yeah. I believe <laughs> is the first month. Oh, there you go. Oh, wow. my goodness. God wow. the
2: Father Almighty is the next month. Mm. Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, cool. the church. So, then we're taking a whole month together. And what's really neat, too, is these lessons aren't broken up by grade. A lot of times we think about religious ed in the same way that school first grade text, second grade text, third grade text. It's actually split up by family. So assuming that you have a second grader and a fifth grader, you know, but we're going to sit down, mom and dad, second grader and fifth grader, and we're going to do this all together. Mm -hmm. And some of the activities and things are split up. Like, here's something a little more intense for the fifth grader. Here's something a little more simple for your second grader. But the lesson is done all together. And so in a year, the family is going to go through the creed and next year, the sacraments, the third year, the life in Christ, you know, how do we respond to God and morality and the fourth year, Christian prayer. And then we cycle back around because your first grader, by the time you get through a four year cycle, is now a fifth grader and is probably ready to go back to the creed and go deeper into those mysteries. Yeah. So that's family formation in a nutshell.
1: Awesome. Yeah. So is this something that is uh, both parishes or is it just going to originate at Sacred Heart? Um, uh, are?
2: Yeah, so I'm the director of evangelization discipleship for Sacred Heart Parish.
1: Yeah. Uh, this is
2: at Sacred Heart right now. You know, St. Mary's here in town. Takes a similar approach in their family ed, in that parents are involved in coming, uh, but there's no like at home component in their program. So, this is starting at Sacred Heart and it's open uh, to all families in the parish. So, whether it's you know our Aberdeen Central uh, families, the Golden Eagles, go Golden Eagles, you know, our Warner families. Uh, Roncalli, our Catholic school, our Christian school, our homeschool families, this is something that's available to you. And basically what we want to do is help you as a family to have quality family time together, Mm. right? And I think uh, so many parents say, yeah, I wish we had more time to sit down and talk about things that are real, things that matter. I want to pass on the faith to my kids, but I don't know how. I I wasn't trained very well in my formation. I don't have the texts. We want to provide the resources and the training everything that you need as parents so that you can become what you are which is the primary formator of your children and introducing them to the person of Jesus Christ.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, oh, what a gift this is going to be to our, our families and to our and our church in the local area. I hope I was, so. <laughs> I, great. I am so excited about this. this so is it's coming
2: together. It's the fruit of a lot of prayer. If you talk to Father Andrew, this is something that I've wanted to do for four years. Mm-hmm. Sure. Wow. <laughs> but because of, you know, just timing and pandemics and switching in pastors and then a change in Father Andrew being the pastor of the whole city. Mm-hmm.
1: We had a pandemic. <laughs> what? A
2: global one. What? Except in South Dakota. Oh, Oh, no. (laughs) Moving on. Uh, (laughs) So anyway, this is just rolling out. And yeah, I'm super excited about it. Hey, if you're listening and you're in the Aberdeen area and you're like, hey, I know Thomas and Chris and Dominic, we would love your help. You know, I'm looking at instead of having catechists for kids, having family catechists. Ah. Someone that w- is able to reach out and walk with families in between those parish formation nights to say, hey, how's it going? Do you have any questions? Is there anything you'd like the pastor to know? Or something like that. So that there's a discipleship and a relationship ba- based mentality even within the parish structure. Yeah. So that we can provide the high level of support to our families that they might need.
1: Hmm. Absolutely. Cool. That's how oh, that accompaniment, too, Like plays that in really well. Right. Yeah. yeah. We yeah. talked earlier too. It's like uh, we can't do things alone. Mm-hmm. Like you need other people to walk with. Yeah. So what a gift this is. So, um, Thomas, do you have any closing thoughts about this program, or any uh, last minute kind of details to help set people up if they want are interested in it? Sure.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. So, there, if you're in the Aberdeen area, uh, we'd love to have you join us for family formation. Uh, registration information will be up. Soon, <laughs> in between my vacations and getting called into the radio station. which uh. <laughs> we're, uh, we're shooting for late July. You can register, cool. you can visit us uh, at sacredheartaberdeen.net or come to the parish and we'll have all kinds of registration information. And you know, most of our listener base is outside of the Aberdeen area. And my message to you, uh, if you're outside of of Aberdeen, is that this applies to you as well in some way. Maybe there isn't a parish-based program. But as parents, especially of smaller children, like you are the primary catechists in the ways of faith. And maybe you're an empty nester or a grandparent. Your children who, uh, who have children are the primary educators. What are ways that you can pray for your son or your daughter, your son-in-law, your daughter-in-law, pray for your grandchildren and hold up these efforts of the church in the new evangelization in prayer to God? And also support, uh, maybe bring this sort of Mentality to your DRE or to your director of evangelization, your pastor, and talk to them about family formation as a potential switch. So it's a big step for a parish. A lot of parishes have done it, um, but a lot of parishes are sort of in that in-between phase. So your encouragement and offer to be a volunteer, to be missionary in this effort, might help uh, to make this a reality in your hometown as well.
1: Absolutely. Okay. Well, what a gift that we're going to have here in Aberdeen. Uh, something that you guys, too, can have as well. Uh, I think it's an amazing way to engage the culture and to engage families and to really build up the church from the very basic building blocks of society. Mm-hmm. The family, right? Without the family, everything else goes. So uh, thanks, Thomas, for coming in last minute. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thanks, thanks for having clutch. me on. All right, this is awesome. This was, <laughs> I, I'm excited about it. I had no idea this was happening. Yeah, this is great. A, this is fantastic. It's a great, like I said, great gift. Thanks for all the work you've done on this. I'm excited to see the fruits from it. I uh, uh, man, I want to do this. You can. No one. What's, You're welcome. what's stopping you? No one's stop. What's stopping? Yeah, me? yeah. Nothing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's do it. All right. So, but we're gonna throw to a break here, uh, real quick. And when we come back, we're gonna be talking with Camille Pauly from Healing the Culture about the recent Supreme Court decision about Roe v. Wade. Don't go anywhere. Stay tuned. We'll be back with Through Presence Live after the break.